0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Tolkien. Uh, Now, if you listened to last episode, you'll know that I was not there. Um, My grandmother unexpectedly passed away. It has been a very, very difficult ordeal for my entire family. But I have received so many messages of love and support uh, from friends, from family, but also a number of you listeners have reached out just to pat me on the back and you know just let me know if there's anything you can do for me uh i'm still in a daze but i really wanted to say how much that meant to me so thank you everybody who did reach out to me and uh you know i'm sorry i wasn't here last week but here we are today to talk about chapter eight the houses of healing this is a book one of return of the king so uh i'm john i'm katie and i'm chase So, as always, we're going to start off uh, by going over to Katie, who will tell us what happens on this day in Middle-earth. And uh, also, she will educate us by telling us an elvish word of the day. Um, Beyond that, we typically go over to Chase, who catches us up on the events of last week's readings. I think since I wasn't here last week, I'm going to take over this section, if that's all right with you, Chase. That way, I can give my two cents about last week's chapter. You got it. Cool. So, Katie, today is... Oh, yes, and then after that... We'll be discussing chapter eight and then our favorites, both from the past week of our lives and the past week's readings. So as, as an aside, everybody, I, I apologize if I sound scatterbrained today. I am very, very tired. As it turns out, uh, grief is a very, very exhausting process. So thank you for being there for me and thank you for sticking... Uh, sticking <laughs> Uh, And in there with me I said the same thing twice That's going to happen a lot today So I really apologize (laughs) Anyway, Katie, today is Thursday, July 28th What is going on?
1: Well, besides it being the 45th Or 47th, I'm sorry Anniversary of the moon landing Which has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings They got to the moon (laughs) They figured it out The elves did But they got a moon, yeah That's Um, that's where they went In Middle Earth today on July 28th um, so this past week, in the events of The Hobbit, uh, what was going on was the company left Bayorn's Hall, and then traveled uh, to Merkwood. And if we remember, you know, they they ride towards Mirkwood and Bilbo thinks he sees Bayorn following them. And then once they get to the edge, Gandalf kind of pieces out as Gandalf is uh, wants to do sometimes. And uh, then it's basically welcome to Mirkwood. And today they're, they're kind of at the very beginning entering the forest.
2: I noted last week that Bayorn's parts felt very summery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's fitting. Perfect it's sense. fitting.
2: Also, to comment on the moon landing thing, mm-hmm. the moon's about as far west as you could get, so it kind of makes sense.
1: <laughs> well, I was actually also going
0: to comment uh, and say that the moon landing actually happened on... July 24th not the 28th so really it's this past week
1: that. yeah that's yeah yeah that's right
0: all right um, do you have uh, an elvish word for us today Katie
1: I sure do uh, the word that I have is a cinder verb and the word is nesta nester no nesta yes oh
2: like that nesta <laughs> like that
1: yes and it means to heal
2: oh that is very fitting
1: I know yeah. good job Katie
0: all right that is very fitting seeing as this is the houses of healing and now i'm going to briefly talk about last chapter the pyre of denethor so as we remember you know three or four chapters ago um denethor has basically just gone mad Mm -hmm. and so after two i think it was two chapters that we are away from this where battle stuff happens we return to this so when last we left Pippin and Gandalf, you know, the gate had just cracked open and then we hear the horn of, uh, you know, the charge that hear him. So that's where we pick up with them again. And it says, you know, the, the sound brought them much joy. And in the future, every time Pippin heard a horn, he, he kind of wept. Uh, so Pippin very quickly gets Gandalf and Gandalf uh, goes up with him and they uh, see that a couple of people have been slain in the kind of the tombs area of the citadel and when they get to the right area it turns out that uh our friend Barragond who mary had run into and said you have to protect Faramir uh Barragond actually killed a couple of guards Barragond had gone rogue upon Pippin's word did I call him mary like 3 seconds ago maybe ah oh, my goodness i didn't catch <laughs> so, it but maybe <laughs> barragond had gone rogue uh And Denethor was mad, and Denethor did the whole thing he does with Gandalf where he's like, I'm in charge here, not you. And it turns out Denethor has a palantir, as was heavily foreshadowed, but anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, And then Denethor basically leaps onto the pyre and, you know, lights himself up while Gandalf is kind of carrying Faramir away. Uh, Crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Gandalf was like, well, Denethor was a wise man, and he looked, he, he knew in his youth not to look in the palantir, but he kind of stumbled in recent days, and probably what happened is that... He's he's too strong a man for the Dark Lord to have outright controlled him, but the Dark Lord did show him false imagery that led Denethor to think that their chances were much worse, and therefore he was mad and decided to kill himself, uh, because he felt like there was no hope. And then and then like after they leave this, they're taking Faramir to the Houses of Healing, and they hear this kind of shrill cry, but it gives everybody hope, and it turns out that's you know when when Merry and 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 Eowyn kill the Witch King, um, and then slightly after this. Uh, uh, what's his face? Gandalf is like, <laughs> what's his y- face? I, you know, it's amazing that, that uh, Mary and Eowyn were able to do this. Uh, it's very sad that Théoden died. And I probably would have been able to prevent that if Denethor had not lost his mind. So basically because Denethor was crazy, also the King of Rohan died. So both of the kingdoms lost their, their Lords uh, because of the, the madness of one of them.
1: Simultaneously.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, And then, oh yeah, at one point, Gandalf ran into the Imrahil, the Prince of Delamroth, and said, you're in charge now, which explains what happened last chapter, or the chapter before this. And uh, then everybody went to the Houses of Healing. Sorry, that was more than our usual 10 second. Yeah, that was (laughs) way
2: more concise. I would have just said, Denneth burned himself.
0: You mean way less, <laughs> way concise.
1: less concise? Yeah, way less concise. Yeah, as the Chase Smith uh, version is. <laughs> and David we had a, sets himself we on talked fire. some
2: stuff about nostalgia versus knowledge. <laughs> uh huh. No wait, nostalgia and knowledge versus wisdom.
1: Yeah, yeah, knowledge versus wisdom. I think that yep. was the
2: bulk of our discussion last mm-hmm. week. Actually, was that nostalgic mm-hmm. stuff?
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't really have much more to add with that. I kind of touched the moments that I wanted to, which is the whole like, for the madness of one, we lost the other. Yep. And uh. Also, Barragond was, like, very, very, very distressed that he had to kill people, but admits that, you know, like, the end result was good, I guess. So, I guess, really, if there were a theme, it's that, kind of like the Milgram experiment, you shouldn't follow... The orders of people, if people are clearly acting irrationally or being evil.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's a, something that, you know, Pippin kind of had taken into his own hands, too. Like, well, you know, the the steward is not in his right mind, so we need to do something.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, this chapter. How about somebody else get us started off? Because, like I said, I'm a little dazed right now.
1: So Mary yeah, that, is
2: also dazed, by the way.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> fitting. Yeah. This brings us to chapter eight, the Houses of Healing. And, yeah. Yeah mary is is quite dazed and also you know exhausted and confused and in severe pain and even in tears
2: and as a whole note later he can't move his he can't move his uh arm mm-hmm. that held the my brain just died on me the dagger, dagger? yeah the, the dagger, dagger that stabbed <laughs> the uh rich king in the, in the knee so right
1: and which as we recall and and as pip so mary uh you know, kind of stumbling. He's, he's been, he had been following the procession, uh, taking Théoden and Eowyn to the houses of healing. Uh, but he kind of got, uh, lost along the way and thankfully runs into a familiar face, his dear friend Pippin, (laughs) who of course is startled and overjoyed to see him. What's up
2: guy. Uh,
1: and yeah, Mary's arm has, has gone completely numb. He tells tells Pippin basically what happened that is the dagger had disintegrated and Pippin immediately says uh, he, he says well okay let's go he, he's going to escort Mary to the houses of healing and there's this exchange between them which is kind of heart-wrenching to me uh, Mary says are you going to bury me and yeah and yeah yeah Pippin Responds, No, indeed. Uh, and it says, trying to sound cheerful, though his heart was wrung with fear and pity. Uh, and says, no, we're going to the houses of healing. And I don't know. I, I don't know why that is so... I mean, I do know why it's so heavy to me, but it really is.
2: I mean, he's not just dazed like... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, he's but it's it's, 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 it's a little more than dazed. Like there's a lot, there's a lot going on with him right now that I, when I was picturing this in my head at first, I just imagined him just like, like walking up with them and then just losing track. Whereas as I was reading this chapter, this scene got a little bit richer to the point where I was like, Oh man, he's probably going through a lot more than I thought. He's
1: lost. He's completely lost. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so there they're kind of resting Pippin stops to let Mary rest because again Mary is clearly just utterly exhausted and there's we're given this ni- nice note of course that his right hand is like ice cold yeah. and Gandalf comes Pippin had sent word with Burgil to find Gandalf and Gandalf comes and what I
0: liked about this though so Baragol was was Baragon's son and yeah I remember a couple chapters ago they had this cute little thing but what I liked about this is that uh Pippin was even said uh Perion he's like tell them there's a Perion here yeah uh yeah he, you know because that's what they had been calling uh halflings
1: right and and again remember like the people of Gondor had said like the king the King of the Halflings has come, right, and mm-hmm. he's going to bring an army and all that. So yeah, the uh, yeah, Perian. yeah. So when Gandalf comes, he reminds us again something that I think is so important that we see throughout these books. And Gandalf basically says that Merry has proved his worth and he's done a great deed, and things would be a lot worse off were it not for what mary had has just done on on the battlefield and it says you know pretty much it's it's a good thing that elrond agreed when gandalf convinced him to let mary and pippin join the fellowship because things you know had had they not been there things might not have gone as well today i just
2: love it it's just like yo it's a good thing that i vouched for y'all right (laughs) yeah yeah, i guess in the end it was
0: (laughs) yes it says If Elrond had not yielded to me, neither of you would have set out, and then far more grievous would the evils of this day have been.
1: Yeah. So I
0: really like, specifically, it's not just that you guys came in handy, but it was you guys prevented great evil.
1: Exactly. Uh, You know, Mary had a large part in the slaying of the Witch King, uh, which, of course, drew attention away from Minas Tirith. um, And so again, just reiterating... These little quote-unquote insignificant people do great things, and these are our heroes.
2: There are these ripples where Pippin was there to warn Gandalf about Mm -hmm. what Denethor was doing, and Mm -hmm. Merry was there to stab the witch king in the back of the... I said neck, but I meant to say knee. (laughs) And you've got two hobbits maybe off somewhere doing the most important task.
1: Yeah.
0: I just... I can't believe I haven't done this earlier, but I just came up with a joke. Witch king? This. This king.
1: All right. Okay. It's over. Podcast We're over.
0: over. <laughs> I was referencing Young Frankenstein. Bryce took you that long for that one. Chase, what is wrong with you using a Mel Brooks joke? He used <laughs> his own jokes in every single movie.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll let it pass.
0: <sighs> so um, where are we? What? Yes. So basically at the Houses of Healing, now we have assembled three people who are very important to the story and who are also gravely ill mm-hmm. Faramir Eowyn and Mary and Gandalf is kind of trying to tend to them but there's not actually a lot that Gandalf can do right and so one of the one of the ladies who is who is there it says that some of the few women who are allowed to remain in the city at this time were because they were healers uh, she was named Eorath Eorath mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of sighs and she said uh you know alas if he should die would that would that there were kings in gondor as there were once upon a time they say for it is said in old lore the hands of a king are the hands of a healer and so the rightful king could ever be known
1: so important
0: so then gandalf hears this and he's like oh yeah rightful king uh yes i might know something <laughs> by, about, this. by yeah. the way yeah <laughs>
2: I just like also how they describe... That That was the thing that that I locked on to this here, that, that part, that, that line in particular. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this thing that's taken over these three people is uh, called...
1: The Black Shadow. The Black
2: Shadow is mm-hmm. what they're calling it. And it come, they call it that because it comes from the Nazgul, that, that this isn't just sickness. This is like an extra level of sickness. Yes. That's why when I was thinking back to reading this to... Mary wandering the streets I was thinking oh it's more like I'm wandering the streets and I'm sick
1: mm-hmm. like
2: super super sick
1: right and you know and, and again it had been noted before this that Gondor has has always been and is still very skilled in healing mm-hmm. and they can heal all sicknesses except that of course of old age uh, but but this one escapes them and it's the black shadow and it, it, there's really nothing that they can do Meanwhile so yeah Gandalf says oh yeah Speaking of right speaking of king uh, Rightful king um, Let's take it back To some other people that we've Met before throw that so, back
2: to Eremir and Aragorn
1: yeah and Imrahil so you know The the sun is setting the day is coming To a close and these three great Warriors who if we recall have Not been hurt whatsoever On this great field of battle uh, Are coming near to the city And Aragorn very importantly, again, refuses to claim his rightful throne until the war against the enemy is won or lost either way, yeah um, until the war is decided, basically
2: that is a nice touch, yeah, for like on his part
0: it's It's one of the really curious parts about this chapter and about his character, and the only thing that I can actually really think to draw it to, and I don't mean to make this like too overtly political, but there's been a lot made uh, in the news in the past few months that uh, Republicans are trying to get the president and um, Hillary Clinton to say like radical Islam versus radical jihadism. Yeah, yeah And they're yeah. very specifically not saying that term because by saying that term, you know, you mean something that you don't want to uh, communicate something that you don't want to communicate specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's kind of the same thing It's you know, from Aragorn, like, It is an honorable move, but it's also a very political move because he's saying, I don't want to be seen doing this or I don't want to do this and then be seen like I'm trying to take advantage of the city when it is weak. You know, I want my claim to be rightful.
1: Right.
2: Especially when you have Denethor dead, you have Fairmore maybe dead. It's.
0: Uh, it's a bad place to be. It's a. It's... I mean, not that not that anybody knows at this point that Denethor is dead. No, that is true.
1: No, because Aragorn specifically says that he is not. Go- he he is going to wait outside the gate. He has his men. built pitch tents outside the city he furls referrals the banner so that his emblem is no longer like flying in the breeze you know uh heralding the coming of the king um he basically says he's going to wait outside the gate until denethor until the lord of, of the city tells him to enter
2: it is it is almost a comical image of just like here's this thing oh no no don't see it right now not right now hold off hold off
1: imri and eomer then are enter the city and They go to the citadel to look for Denethor,
0: and so they go, of course, to the um, the hall of the tower. And they do not find the steward, but what they do find is that Theoden has kind of been laid in rest, and he's been guarding. He's covered with a golden cloth, and he's guarded by um, twelve guards from both Gondor and Rohan. And in seeing this, Aemir gets very upset and asks where his sister is.
1: If, if we recall, Imrahil uh previously has has told us all that you know eowyn still lives and he now informs eomer of this uh to which of course eomer's response is immediately to leave and go in search of his sister yeah uh and along the way uh imrahil goes with him. along the way they run into gandalf and with him someone cloaked in gray they learn the news that as well that feomer is gravely wounded what did I say? Feim? He said Feim. Okay. That's a new uh, incorrect <laughs> naming. That's that's Feanor plus Boromir? What is, Add it to the list. What is it with us and names? Wait. Hold okay. on. Uh, F- Faramir. Yes. Faramir, Faramir yeah, yeah. is I, I was
2: questioning for a second there too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Faramir is gravely wounded and he is now the steward of uh the city because denethor has set himself on fire yeah or uh, they, they say like Denif- denethor has parted i think um,
0: yeah that was actually sorry but yeah they don't they don't give the specifics yeah and later on they very specifically say don't tell faramir the specifics yeah. just say his dad has passed
2: right and there was another moment like that too where it, oh, it comes up with with Anna, and i'm going to save it until then but just mm-hmm. there's a few moments of swear where it's like we're going to tell you the truth, but not the whole truth. We're going to tell you what you need just, to know. Just yeah. not right now, not yet.
1: Um, and so there, there's this nice little remark from Imrahil now. He notes, as as we know, having read the past couple chapters, that both Gondor and Rohan have lost their leaders. Um, Eomer now, of course, leads the Rohirrim. But who will lead Minas Tirith? Who will lead the city? Um, and Imrahil says, we should send for Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and but who steps forward but the man cloaked in gray
2: i'm here right (laughs) i i'm aragorn but i'm here as a member of the rangers (laughs) yeah
1: exactly um
2: he was one step away from just calling himself strider right then
0: well no so he does indeed he 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 does walks in he says i'm aragorn and then uh pippin is like oh my god strider it's you yeah of course you're here. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's Eomer. Hill is like Strider. Is this how you you know? Is this how you people talk to a king? Yeah. And then Aragorn says, "That will uh, it be." Says, Aragorn, hearing him, turned and said, "Verily, for in the high tongue of old, I am Elisar the Elfstone and Evanyar, the Renewer." And he lifted from his breast the greenstone that lay there. But Strider shall be the name of my house if it be ever established. In the high tongue, it shall not sound so ill. And Telcontar, I will be in all the heirs of my body.
1: Again, Aragorn is a very humble individual. I was going to
0: say this is a very populist of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: They basically, they come to the houses of healing and again, the the, the wounded, including Merry and Faramir and Eowyn are growing steadily sicker.
2: And they have what is, I mean, it's the black shadow, but they also call it A malady like just this this horrible thing that is upon them because it took me a minute to remember exactly how Faramir got it
1: well Faramir actually so you know basically what we go through is now we have this procession of of Gandalf I'm sorry Aragorn uh, coming to each of the wounded in turn and um, turns out as we see being the only one who can heal them and that should make us think of something that we heard earlier from a certain nurse. Uh, well,
0: but I mean, to this end, there's also a very important conversation that happens when he gets there. He says, you know, what healing herbs do we have?
1: Yep. Aww. And then he asks
0: specifically for Athalas. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember all the way back to yeah. Weathertop. Mm-hmm. I did. It made me so giddy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Eoreth. Eoreth. I keep wanting to call her Eolanta, which is not right. That's Anyway. <laughs> She's like, what's this what's this weed? And he's like, Oh, we also call it king's foil. And then she's like, Oh ha ha ha, I know what you mean. It doesn't have
1: any value. Mm-hmm. I used to joke, why do they call it king's foil? A king would never want to use this. And again, because yeah, king's foil is not, you know, it's it's such a common looking herb, it's not very pretty.
2: But she even calls it a weed. Like, yeah. She a calls weed. it a weed.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, And then she does remark, but, you know, it does smell rather nice when you crush it. But again, something that we know to have great power, but is very unassuming in appearance. Uh, Once again, things are not as they seem. Like, just just so many... Theme, theme, theme. (laughs) Yeah, theme, theme. Well, so
0: Gandalf (laughs) sends her off to find whatever... Athalas she can and then the herb master of the houses of healing comes and he's like oh that's not useful at all I mean some old people keep it and use it for headaches but it doesn't actually do anything yeah also there's this funny rhyme about it that like maybe predicts the future coming of a king but I don't know
2: <laughs> by the way yeah. awesome awesome job title I want that guy's job
1: herb master herb master yeah that's pretty great but yeah once again uh you know says you know doesn't he doesn't take any stock in king's foil says you know uh, that you know, unless you believe these silly old rhymes about it, but, I mean, really, there's there's yeah. no use for but it. The, but the silly old rhyme is literally,
0: when the black breath blows and death's shadow grows and all lights pass, come Athelas, come Athelas, life to the dying, in the king's hand lying. Yep, yep. Like, literally, you cannot get more... Prophetic, specifically, pr- yeah, predictive.
1: I yeah.
2: just love how that. In, in this in this chapter alone, he has referenced the king's hand like three times. Yeah, you get like get it. This is going to be important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I kind of really love Gandalf's response to this. Uh, He's, he, Gandalf says then in the name of the king go and find some old man of less lore and more wisdom who keeps some in his house and sends him off because he's like yeah okay I it, it's great that you're so dismissive of this now go uh, find what Aragorn is asking you for and sure enough uh, Aragorn receives uh, uh, I think it's a barrigill right who brings him a cup just a few leaves that were really old a couple weeks ago no. maybe two weeks ago yeah, yeah. and uh, Aragorn crushes the Athelas leaves and I I love the description of the smell. We we we've talked about the smell of Athelas before. Uh and 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 that all the ways the different ways that we imagined it smelling like and I really like the descriptions we got like uh, that it was a living freshness and sparkling uh, with joy. Yeah, 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 tingled, sparkling with joy and um you know, it, Aragorn so adds these to this a bowl of warm water and it has a very sweet scent and the uh, the fragrance that comes to people is like a memory of dewy mornings of unshadowed sun in some land of which the fair world in spring is itself but a fleeting memory.
2: I'm gonna ask a dumb question. Okay. What do y'all think it kind of smells like?
1: We see. I asked this before. I asked this in fellowship. Yeah. And I remember yeah. you immediately saying Dr. Pepper. And I said, Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs>
2: And what did you say again?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say a combination between spearmint and lemongrass. See now, I'm moving towards
2: sage right
0: now.
1: See, I I always imagine it as some kind of uh like minty sort of. I mean, not yeah. like not based upon this
2: description more than anything.
1: But like like a smooth kind of really fair mint. You know, not like a really piercing one. I don't know.
2: Have you ever gotten the bottle of, like, pure pe- peppermint oil mm-hmm. extract? hmm Yeah. A, it wakes you up. <laughs> it does wake you up.
1: And indeed, Faramir wakes from his fever. And...
0: It immediately says, king, my lord.
1: Yes. Immediately. I'm here,
0: serving for duty.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you want me to do? And Aragorn says, well, just rest and heal. But that, again, you know, we, uh, the reader, of course have quite a bit of respect for Faramir and I think we can all trust Faramir's judgment and indeed he's very wise and the first thing he does when he wakes is to uh, note that Aragorn is his rightful king and that he's ready to follow him.
2: This also had one of my favorite lines from the whole chapter which was just from Faramir, I will lord for who would lie idle when the king has returned.
1: Yes, yes and
0: actually i mean to his credit aragorn kind of repeats his previous statement and says like when i am here i'm only or i am only the chieftain of the of the dunedain and i think it's gandalf who says well i lay you know or i i gave responsibility to to imrahil and then again or Aragorn is like okay then imrahil right now has responsibility over the city Mm -hmm. i don't remember specifically when or how they say it but that's basically what is established
1: well yeah Arag, uh that was kind of earlier when aragorn had uh uh, revealed his him, himself right to them yes. and yeah and then it basically said Imrahil will have lead of the city until Faramir wakes up so after they wake up Faramir
0: they then go to Eowyn and Aragorn is talking with her brother and saying that you know I there there are more wounds to Awen than what has just been caused by you know from her slaying of the witch king yes she when i met her she was a very wounded person because she felt kind of uh in a situation where she couldn't do anything and the you know the way aragorn lays it out is you look at her what has she done all her life she has cared for your uncle even when your uncle was frail and poisoned by worm tongue and you know the the wickedry of Saruman passed through worm tongue not only to your uncle but also to her And if she does not find hope in something else, then I'm afraid that there's nothing that can
1: cure that despair and she will leave us. And he also notes, you know, if we remember Aragorn, remember that moment when Eowyn just flat out begged Aragorn to let her go, yeah, let her fight, let her do something so that she, you know, she like her, her feeling is so that she can feel useful so that she can do something for her people as, as, as she sees. Uh, And remembering that, you know, she was wounded deeply by not feeling that she could go and help her people in this way. And um, Aragorn basically says, you know, you know, I I can heal her body, but not her heart kind of says, you know, well, I can bring her back to health, but whether she will have hope when she wakes, that is um, that will be told later
2: even after having done the immense thing she has done as well. Like that's mm-hmm. something to add to that, that she's also done a in so far, like she did something that seems very rash, but she went by her gut and mm-hmm. ends up doing something great. Mm-hmm. Even then it was like, is this still going to like actually like counterbalance this?
1: And I really like what Gandalf says too. Gandalf says to a Amer that uh, you know, Aowen was born as, as valiant and as brave as you are, but she has not been allowed to act as you have.
2: Yet she was doomed to wait upon an old man whom mm-hmm. she loved as a father and watch him falling into a mean, dishonored dotage. Mm-hmm. And her part seemed to her more ignoble mm-hmm. than that of the staff he leaned on. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 It was this this, this powerful figure locked up inside of basically. Right. I think the word is used in here, made.
1: Yeah. Limited by her place. And, you know, when Eowyn wakes, we get this really nice moment between uh, Ayomar and Eowyn. You know, she asks about Theoden, and Ayomar tells her that he had asked for her specifically.
2: And that was. That was one of the first that was the one that was the second moment where they kind of just kind of like kind of ran by like the fact that he just kind of like yeah, he died and he asked for you kind of thing instead of like because I remember it being really really hanging on the fact that they and died not knowing she was there.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: that might just be for me, the reader, I guess more than anything.
1: and Eowyn also asks about Mary and then a very nice note basically tells Eomer that she should make him a knight for his, <laughs> his valiant deeds. Which is again a really important note of, about our little hobbit friends. Yeah. So now with Aowen having awoken and and being at least healed somewhat by Aragorn, Aragorn now moves on to the third of, of our our sickly patients. Moves on to Merry, <laughs> and Pippin is very worried.
2: Yes, very very worried. Uh,
1: but I really like. Again, Aragorn remarks that Mary will recover because of the strength of his spirit mm-hmm. um, and that he is going to learn from his grief and gain wisdom from it. And what does Mary say upon waking?
0: I'm hungry. What is the time? <laughs> yeah. Immediately, he says, I am hungry. What time is it? And <laughs> Pippin is like, oh, Mary, I'm sorry. It's after dinner time, although I can probably find some food for you. <laughs>
1: And then there's this very bittersweet moment, though, because, you know, Mary says he'd like some supper and then he'd like to, to have a pipe. And then he retracts that and says, no, on, on second thought, no, no pipe, because my plan was to, you know, someday revisit with Theoden over a pipe. And, and talk
2: about herb lore. And yeah. It was one of the last few things he'd gotten to say to someone.
1: My heart.
2: That choked me up so bad. I, I, I legitimately teared up right things. That was mm-hmm. a really it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a bittersweet as you'd said kind of thing
1: yeah yeah uh and Aragorn sort of comforts and 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 encourages him to he says no I think you should have a pipe and you should think of Theoden. you should remember yeah, him yeah. fondly and uh then, so, so Mary kind of smiles and, 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 and heeds this advice and asks immediately, have they found, have you found my pack? And it, to, then there's this great conversation between the two <laughs> and Aragorn kind of gently scolds him. <laughs> I did not come all this way to... To, <laughs> to, to watch to, out for your pack. To, yeah, to, to find you, <laughs> that you've lost your pack uh, and and find it for you. Uh, oh, I was full of the good stuff from Saruman <laughs> stocks. And uh, there's some we, we get some really nice, lighthearted kind of banter and joking then about the this herb master. And Aragorn's like, don't ask the herb master for any pipe weed either because he'll tell you that <laughs> they don't have any here and that there's no use and, for it. <laughs> and
0: what we call it is Westman's weed.
1: Yeah.
2: Because that's a specific, I have to go back to the Fellowship, that's a specifically mm-hmm. a hobbit thing mm-hmm. for the most part. They were the ones who really mm-hmm. developed the art of smoking pipe weed.
1: But we get this, you know, image of Aragorn and Merry kind of having this lighthearted banter. And it's just another great example of, I think Imrahil would find this strange once again, that mm-hmm. a king, that the king is like pl- so playful. So pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 um, Yeah. It's just a great moment,
2: but also the pack is like right by the door, like right, right yeah. by the bed. <laughs> he had it the whole time. Yeah, because you know, so
1: after Aragorn takes his leave, yeah, Merry and Pippin once again are kind of are commending him and saying, you know, oh that Aragorn is so great, and we've been nothing but a bother to him. Um, uh, and it well, says P- Pippin
0: says, "Is there anybody like him? Yeah. Well, maybe Gandalf. I think the two are probably related. Yeah, yeah, like."
1: And also, you ass, your pack is by your bed. <laughs> yeah, and, he literally
0: says, "You ass." Yeah, and this is not us editorializing. No. no,
1: it isn't. No, it isn't. And and also notes that Aragorn, of course, had seen this all along, so he's really just, uh, um, humoring Mary. I think
2: Mary's like, "I had the devil in me. I didn't. I couldn't <laughs> see everything. <laughs> I could not remember everything."
0: <laughs> and then as they are all awoken now. Aragorn kind of leaves and gives kind of specific care instructions for each of them. You know, one of which is don't tell Faramir how his father died just that he did. Another is you don't let Aowen really le- wander around or leave or you know do much for 10 days.
1: Though she will surely try. She will
0: try. <laughs> um, yes. And then he says, as for the other Perion, Meriadoc, who is under my care, what of him? Said the warden. Uh, Aragorn says he's probably going to get up tomorrow for a little while. Let him do so uh he may walk a little bit you know with Pippin and the warden says they're a remarkable race very tough in the fiber i deem
1: <laughs> yep so, so again people remarking on hobbits you have to love them and it.
0: so finally after this aragorn just kind of like walks through the city back d- you know back down to a uh, his his encampment outside of the uh, outside of the, the gates and people by this point are gathered in the streets and they've watched them and they truly th- think you know, the king has come again. And it says that they named him Elfstone because of the green stone that he wore. And so the name which it was foretold at his birth that he should bear was chosen for him by his own people. Right. But Aragorn does what he swore he would do. And he he, he sleeps outside of the walls and everybody wakes up the next morning. And it is not the flag of Alisar flying above the city, but rather it is the Banner of Dole Amroth, a white ship shaped like a swan upon blue water. And everybody looks at it and wonders if last night was perhaps a dream.
1: In, in addition, you know, so, the, you know, like Aragorn does all this all this healing and it worked, worked through the night. And finally after, you know, when he, you know, before this, all of him, before he leaves the city and goes back to the tents, he di- he uh, stopped and, and had some food. And then, like, a crowd starts to form of people asking him to heal their their family members, you know, and it's because again, this rumor has spread through the city. Uh, and I, we have to remember that rumors seem to spread fast and minister at first. It was the King of the halflings has come and now it's the King has come. I mean, he's here to heal our people.
2: Do you think the rumors and stuff about Denethor have gone through yet? Or is it still too soon? You think,
1: I mean, we're, we're not really given in this chapter that there's any focus on Denethor whatsoever.
2: I mean, Minas Tirith and Gondor as a whole has been without a king and with the steward for so long that I imagine that the concept of the king coming back is, is such a weird, foreign, uh, uh, uh bizarre thing mm-hmm. that I imagine if something kind of seems to be the possibility of these prophecies or, I mean, not really prophecies, but it's been so long that they, they are prophecies kind of mm-hmm. thing because if that's what Tolkien's kind of doing is, mm-hmm the time spent so long that these things happen that just organically people would be reacting to Aragorn in the first place.
1: Well, yeah. And again, you know, only the hands of a King can bring this healing yeah, to the city yeah. uh, of the hands of the rightful King. So when we have this healing, it's a sign that the rightful King is here. So yeah, news spreads fast. But in this chapter we get again, you know we've in the past we've contrasted compared and contrasted Theoden and Denethor and again you know Denethor was not a king but he was a leader yes of, of, the, of the people and now we have this great contrast in Aragorn uh, to Denethor because again uh, as we saw you know Denethor had retracted into himself and failed to lead his people and to protect his people and Denethor also had become fixated on his own power Aragorn comes back. Aragorn does not desire power. Uh, He refuses to take his rightful throne. Uh, He refuses even to enter the city until, you know, asked to do so by the steward. Um, And only really consents when Gandalf says, you know, come with me. You're you're coming in with me. Uh, But he, he doesn't come into the city in the name... In in his name as a king. He comes into the city as the captain of the Dúnedain. And -hmm. he comes into the city not for power. Not to usurp any sort of authority. But to lead and to heal his people. So again. We had this great contrast. Between Denethor. uh, Representing this decay that Gondor has fallen into. This kind of again. Forgetting to. and, And failing to protect itself. And you know. Having crumbled over these many years. And now the rightful king has come back. The city can only be healed by the hands of the rightful king. And that's precisely what Aragorn aims to do. Not to take any sort of authority, but to come back and heal his people.
2: And also comes to them, to the people that he heals as a friend by a bedside, which you cannot also Mm -hmm. ignore that aspect of it as well.
1: Right. Additionally, we had this great contrast. Uh, Again, we saw Denethor, had looked into the Palantir and was sort of shown these lies by the enemy. And, uh, you know, it, it, it added to his madness. It exacerbated this condition of his madness. Aragorn, by contrast, is able to look into the Palantir, resist this kind of, uh, these kind of lies and even take back the Palantir to, its original purpose, take it back to his own purpose. So we get this great um comparison of of these leaders.
2: All three chapters have done that mm-hmm. in a row. Like we've had uh Denethor, denethor and now we have Aragorn and these like displaying of, of of leadership and power right there. Yeah. And as editor I might be naming them as such. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I don't really have anything else to add.
2: No, no, not really uh, on my part too. This was another, this, this chapter seemed shorter than it really was to me. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Well, it was very episodic because it was, here's Faramir, dot, dot, dot. Here's Aowen, dot, dot, dot. Here's Mary, dot, dot, dot.
1: Right.
2: It got me, I I did want to read the next chapter though and I held myself out from reading (laughs) the next chapter. I'm going to, I'm going to save that one for the plane.
0: Uh.
1: Well, what was everyone's favorite parts of this chapter?
0: Honestly, Pippin's concern when he found Mary. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a that's a great bit. Especially since they had not seen each other in a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, right. Like a whole book and a half for us, it seemed like. hmm It's
1: been a while for our hobbit friends. Um, I think my favorite part is uh, this like playful banter that Aragorn has with Mary uh upon you know healing him uh and talking about the herb master mm-hmm. it's just uh you know and and Merry even comments on it he says you know our people use lightheartedness to 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 bolster our spirits and uh it's i i i just love it that Aragorn had this just very sharp-witted uh banter with mary it was it
0: was it, it was also if my were, fair part so yeah if he were a, a physician we would say that he had great bedside manner he's a patch
1: adams indeed we would
2: i don't know what i'm no uh <laughs> that was that was my favorite bit too primarily because it capped off a pretty uh, uh two two very a a, a very epic like, okay Two chapters ago, pretty epic, but like depressing chapter, and then a really depressing chapter, and then a chapter not so depressing, but still kind of uh and it just capped it off with this 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 sort of mm-hmm. uh the this playfulness. It, yeah. it was pretty great, and just kind of coming right back to like Tolkien saying like this is what we need to hold dear in life.
1: Yeah, and ag- <laughs> again, we had this. The, uh we're pushing more the theme of bringing hope to people because again uh the you know we drew on that image of the elf stone that Aragorn wears on his breast that is a symbol of hope given to him by Galadriel so yeah here he is bringing hope to the people
0: yeah and didn't we figure out that, that like Way back in one of our Silmarillion episodes that Greenstone actually belonged to a long distant ancestor of his.
1: Yeah. Uh, Celebrimbor, I believe, had a hand in creating it. That dude. It.
0: Huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And then it yeah, it was passed down. Uh, Celebrion had it. Um, that's Elrond's wife. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, Arwen held it for a while and then sent it with Galadriel to give to Aragorn to give him hope. I
2: actually kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Specifically, um, of Aragorn, or, or that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. The only last thing I really have to add is <laughs> there's that Mr. Rogers quote that makes the round. Anytime there's a tragedy, which is, you know, something about in times of peril, look around for the helpers. There'll always be people helping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, I kind of thought of that and that this is Aragorn's kind of natural response is just to help. Mm hmm. Um, But also, if I can get personal again for uh, just a second, um, in the entirely unexpected, my grandma's death was not expected. It was a stroke. She was fairly young and in really good health. But immediately a network of people sprang to support me and my family, fed us. You know, (laughs) I had people fold my clothes because I literally could not take care of myself for a week. Um, I had people basically pick me up and walk me to a chair because at certain points I stopped, I I lost feeling in my legs and was going to fall over. Uh, it's, it's the first time I've ever been in need like this. And the, the only thing that really made it somehow bearable is the, just the sheer number of people who immediately stood up and just helped mm-hmm. and you know that's that's a theme we see over and over and over and over again in these books you know be it from hobbits or you know aragorn in this chapter or 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 gandalf um that's that's all that we can do to make this world better as you know we can help mm-hmm. so this is turned from a <laughs> comment into a missive into a uh uh, a declaration, but, you know, if you're listening to this, just go out and help someone. It doesn't have to be big, but things are so, so, so messed up right now. People hate each other, and there's no need for that. Yep. So let's just, let's stop trying to create divisions and just help. If there's yeah. one
1: thing that we can learn from the Lord of the Rings, it's that everyone has to come together abandon differences unite and help each other
2: yeah
1: and we have to
0: fight for our right to, to party <laughs> it's
1: it's going about three different great, ways right it's then it's great how quickly we can go from being so sincere to being silly <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's just that's just me though yeah
1: yeah uh, anyway,
0: I am crashing fast my I guess that really kind of was my favorite thing because I didn't consume a lot of media this past week <laughs> yeah, but yeah uh my favorite thing is kindness and compassion.
1: that's a good favorite thing indeed uh makes mine seem trivial well, it's uh, both
2: of ours. we got the same one, yeah yeah, uh, we got Chase, the exact same one. Jason
1: and I have the same one i'm sh- I'm fairly certain, but uh yeah, I saw Ghostbusters. This week, just a couple days ago And it made me so happy
2: That, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah It just made me happy It's the the most positive movie I've seen this entire year Uh
1: Uh-huh Um, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it besides that It, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it was a very positive experience Um, it was, you know, just achingly funny
2: Yeah, I was, I was, it was killing me
1: And, uh again always makes me feel so good to see a movie that just genuinely shows strong characters strong woman characters succeeding
2: i i have long held how much i just demand for like teams of women to be doing stuff together and especially in movies because Newsflash! This is hurt. This is hitting so hard for a lot of people because we don't get movies like this very often, and it takes sometimes having to slip on the uh, trappings of another franchise in order to get that to happen. That's why this exists. And fundamentally, when it comes down to it, I think the humor of Ghostbusters lies more in the concept of blue collar people having to deal with eldritch horrors. I find that hilarious. A lot and of, so smart. mostly, like I keep seeing people call this movie a remake. It is not a remake. Nope. That is actually false. To every degree. Uh, all the actors are great. The cast is phenomenal, mm-hmm. for one. And the characters are beautifully well written. The only problems I have is I think the the concept of the villain is great. I don't think the actor or the direction he was given was very good. And it also felt like they were like holding out for a little bit more. But it, they didn't... But it was... Like, I kept expecting there'd be some bigger thing in the background. But there never was. So... Mm-hmm. I'm happy they're getting a sequel. Yep. So... This is gonna keep going, and but it,
1: bottom line, I highly recommend it.
2: I kept there were many points that maybe I just want to scream out and say, "That's what I'm talking about, guys! That's what I want to see in movies like this."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have been meaning to check it out. Obviously, uh, my life's been a little bit weird, but mm-hmm. when I get back on track, uh, it's top on my
2: list. Yep. Also, for the most part, it does its own thing. Also, Chris Hemsworth's a damn revelation in that movie. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. I. Yep
2: seems like he, like Jason Statham and Spy, were very sick of the typecast they were getting and decided to just lambast their past career moves,
0: (laughs) which is great. All right. Well, shall we uh, wrap things up?
1: Yes. So once again, before we leave, I would like to give a thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you all so much for donating to us, helping us support our editing needs and equipment needs and the like. Uh, we do have a couple of different goals on our Patreon, which you can check out. And we appreciate so much uh, everyone who uh, is able to to help us out.
0: I, I wanted to add to this um, with a personal aside uh, one of my primary responsibilities in helping to get the funeral together was we had scanned a whole bunch of pictures of my grandmother, and you know pictures from that were developed thirty, forty, fifty years ago. Yeah. They fade. They get scratched. Maybe there was dust on the negative when the you know the print was exposed. All sorts of things. And we scanned uh, all of these photos, and I used Photoshop to go through and fix them up. Some were there was one. It was a Polaroid that had just cracked entirely and i was able to piece it together and it looks seamless and the only reason i was able to do this is because we use the money from our patreon to subscribe to adobe creative cloud you know we use premiere to i'm sorry we use audition to edit the show we use photoshop to create you know our album covers and stuff for the website and in this case i was able to use photoshop for what proved to be a very peaceful experience that helps me kind of come to terms with her death and also heal a bit because you know, you never really look at your, your grandparents or even your parents. You never look at somebody's entire life. You don't sit Mm -hmm. down with them and say, start from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, And I did that through photos for my grandmother's life for the first time. And when I, you know, in a period when I was in great pain, that actually brought me a lot of comfort, and a lot of relief. So thank you. You know, those of you who give, for enabling that as something that I could have done.
1: Yeah, so thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. Ryan Hepler, Brian Osborne, Kevin Reynolds, Dana Victor, Jason Savage, Anna Dunlany, ji Fua, Kyle Thompson, Michael Smith, Mike Williams, Tariq, Ignatius Pendergraf, Devin Mann, Ariel Alm, Jacob Verma, Ben Goldstein, Madison Roberts, Aaron Crawford, Benjamin John Macy, Avon McMaster, and Michael Laney.
0: All right, we'll join us next week where we will be discussing Chapter 9, The Last Debate. I am John. I am Katie. And I am Chase. Reason, and we'll see you next
1: time. For some
2: reason I thought it was called something else, like the final debate. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, uh, wait, I just made is just not? That is that
1: it? No, it's
0: The Last Debate. It's The Last I the I Debate? Yeah, that's right. So, all right, well, see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Talking Tolkien. You can find us online at TalkingTolkien.com and you can send us an email to the professor at TalkingTolkien.com. We do our best to respond to each email, so please let us know about your thoughts, theories, and themes you'd like us to discuss in the show.
1: We are also Talking Tolkien on Facebook and Twitter and we love hearing from you. If you're not already a subscriber, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We would particularly appreciate it if you would give us a rating on iTunes as it really helps us to show up in searches and reach a new audience.
2: We also have a Patreon page, where you can donate as little as $1 per month to help our podcast grow. Through your generous support, we've been able to purchase many new pieces of equipment, helping us bring you a better sounding, more professional podcast. Nothing makes us more excited than a new pledge. And we greatly appreciate all the support we've received so far.